Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure to have you here listening. This podcast has been around for almost four years now, and it has gone through many, many changes, just as I have over the years. With this most recent change to the name of I'm Trying and a different style of interviews and conversations and just content and conversations that I'm bringing to you all listening, I only thought it right to kick off this new start with one of my all-time favorite people in this world, a repeat guest of the show, Emily Goss of... Emily Goss. (laughs) She's had many names over the years, um, Eat With Care, she has her own photography work, and she is just a woman of many, many talents, skills, words, and just ultimate life lessons. Every episode, every conversation we have had together has always brought me so much joy and thought and just, I don't know, happy heart feels of the realization that we are truly never alone in what we are going through. And it just so happens that not only do Emily and I share the same name, we also have a lot of similarities uh, when it comes to our life paths and what we move through and even the way that we process how we work through those challenges. So whenever we get to sit down and have a conversation, it is truly just the most amazing time. And I am so honored that she came on the show again for this time and that I get to share it with you all listening. So in today's episode, we discuss quite a few things involving recent life changes for Emily, and that includes how she's evolved with her recovery from eating disorder pasts, her hobby turned career with photography, and in that we dive into a variety of topics that I think so, so many of us can relate to and are probably living through right now, such as going against what society deems as the more quote-unquote normal or acceptable path, career transitions, following your gut, doing what makes you happy, working through hard times, mental and emotional health, uh, when you know recovery challenges come up, and truly just creating a life that just fits you in this season. You know, a life that is aligned with who you are now and what you desire and what you want to create and just be in the world. And so... I I truly think everyone can take something away from this conversation. If you'd like to connect with either of us, I'll have both of our Instagrams tagged below, and we would love, love, love to hear your thoughts, feedback, etc. from this episode. And if you enjoy, it would mean oh so much if you could share the love, give some love back. This show takes a lot of work and a lot of time, and I do love doing it though, so that's why we're still here, but any little bit of appreciation goes a long, long way. So whether you share on Instagram, share with a friend, leave a rate and review, these are all just small, quick ways you can support the show and help me continue to grow and produce it for you all. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Well, cheers. What's in your cup? I have um, ginger tea right now. Ooh, yum. Hot? Yes, yes. I like just poured the boiling water over it. Thankfully, I did not burn my tongue, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> nice. Different vibe. I have decaf coffee with hazelnut creamer in it. So Sounds different good. different taste, but it's good. I'm off caffeine lately and it's rocked my world. So interesting. Yeah. Did, so wait, before you were just like a coffee, coffee caffeine kind of gal? Yes. Not like 
addicted to it, but I had a cup every morning just because I thought it was like inevitable. I was like, yeah, like I'll just have a cup of coffee, but it made my anxiety so much worse, (laughs) but I got used to that. I was like, I kind of like the pain. Like I like the rush, but not drinking it now. Like I just feel so much better throughout my day. So yeah, I love that. Well, let's just, I mean, we'll just roll right into things. Cause I think that's such an interesting like aspect. And I've been talking with more and more people about just how, you know, individuals feel on coffee or without it, whatever. And yeah, I, I never drank coffee. I started drinking some when I worked at the cafe, when I started at the cafe. And then I realized after a bit, like it just, it really upsets my stomach. And then same thing, like my mind would just, it's already spinning. It does not need to spin anymore, you know? And um, it was funny though, cause I haven't had coffee and I don't know how long. And the other day I had probably like half of an, a cold brew because listen to this, everybody would try this cold brew. It had an Earl Grey syrup in it. So good. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have it. And I like later that day nearly had like, I was just like in a mental breakdown. It was wild. And later I was talking with my other friend who is very like mentally similar to me in our struggles. And she said like cold brew will make her a raging like bitch raging like feel like she's a like just crazy in her mind and I was like like, literally what happened to me so I am now like no coffee I'll do matcha seems fine but Mm -hmm. I'm off coffee for now (laughs) that feeling like my brain is shaking like I don't say that as a joke like thoughts racing I can't focus I feel the physical symptoms of anxiety when I drink caffeine which then triggers more anxiety because that's like my main like thing that I get anxious about is like not feeling well physically so if I'm sweating feeling dizzy feeling all over the place I'm like on the verge of a breakdown so it's just best that I keep caffeine out of my out of my life so yeah really it was funny last night um at the cafe I was making some drinks for people and somebody ordered six shots of espresso over ice but this was at five o'clock at night and my friend and I were joking we were like we were like what it would be like (laughs) they must not have any anxiety because if so that would probably send me into like an actual hospital and we were joking about it though and I was like oh my gosh just the thought of it made me like quiver in my boots (laughs) wait I didn't know like is that a lot are you allowed to serve somebody that amount of caffeine like that seems very yeah I mean I guess I've never like it's funny because with alcohol, there are definitely like laws and everything in place. But I don't know. I've, I've never been told of any limitations when it comes to barista and caffeine. But yeah, that was like, that was the most, um, most caffeine I've probably ever served somebody in one drink. So I've, I've had people order like four lattes, which is the equivalent, but at least it's like spread out. But yeah, I was like, who hurt you? What is happening? <laughs> Also, where are you going after this? I know. Like, I'm like, you're either like on a, I don't, I don't even know what you're doing, honestly. Maybe they're a night shift worker. And in that case, you know, they need it, but I don't know. Damn. So. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I love to hear that. I mean, that's one change I feel like has happened. And we were just saying in the beginning of this, how every time we talk, there's like little changes that have happened. Yeah. Um. I, I know last time we were talking, you were, I think like just starting at the, the photography shop. Mm. You had just left your other position. You were mm. like in the midst of like trying out like another season of life. So where are things at right now? Because you've had like 
even more shifts and change happen as have I, as have a lot of people. But yeah, I guess like, what's this, what's this season of life looking like right now? Oh my gosh. I think the reason why I'm so excited to answer this question and like have this conversation with you is because I feel like in this conversation, answering these questions, I am going to be more honest than I ever have. (laughs) And that's because I am like just broadly living in alignment. That's how I feel. (laughs) And like, that sounds like fluffy, like woo woo, whatever, but it, the difference that, so like my life circumstances have changed, have changed since we last spoke. Mm -hmm. I am now no longer, I no longer have any feet in the social work (laughs) path. Um, I completely left that um, environment. I'm no longer pursuing um, grad school. And so even working at the film lab last time we spoke, I still was picturing it as just a part-time thing where when I got off of work, I would still work on my grad school applications. And always on the forefront of my mind was like, next year I'm starting grad school. I'm going to be a social worker. I'm going to be a therapist. That has not been my deep desire for years, basically since photography entered my life, which what I'm doing now is photography freelancing full-time. So that's like the most major change, but um, I've never like, I've never considered that a true possibility for myself. So even working at the film lab, like I, like I said, it was more, um, you know, just a part-time thing that I didn't think I could pursue further. Whereas now over the past few months, I've made that shift to like truly live based on what I actually want, not what I've told people I'm going to do, not what maybe me 10 years ago wanted to do, not what my anxiety wants me to do, but what I truly want to do. And the difference it's made, like I just being able to answer a question like that, how are you doing? What's going on wholeheartedly and honestly and joyfully? It's, um, I feel like I could talk about it forever just because speaking honestly and in alignment, it's like, it just comes so much more naturally to me. So that's my like fluffy, maybe confusing answer to your question. (laughs) Perfect. And I'm so happy you even phrase it the way you did, because I think even in the beginning, you know, like you saying like living alignment, fluffy, spiritual, like, yeah, I, I truly think it's something that so many people can relate to. And I have a good friend. Um, she's more on like the religious side and I'm more on the spiritual side. And so we always have neat conversations. And the other day she asked me something about like seeing 1111, you know, or like angel, quote unquote angel numbers. And I was like, well, you know, some people um, can kind of view that as more of a like spiritual side or just a, a feeling of being like in alignment in life, right? When things are lined up. And so you're just seeing these synchronicities that are kind of like little signs to you that like you're on the quote unquote right path for you. Like you're living in alignment. And mm-hmm. it, it, it seemed very true with her as similar to you, like things have just kind of fallen into place with her. She's like found her groove. And I was reflecting on that the other day. And I think it is like that feeling when you're in alignment is like unlike anything else. And I think what, and I'm sure maybe you can relate, you can speak on this as well, but I also think there are, we go through seasons of alignment in life, right? And so it's not mm-hmm. like, maybe you find this aligned life and it suits you forever, right? Like there's always shifting and growing, but it, it is so true that when you find that path that does feel aligned, like 
you can talk about it for hours. You might feel like you have unbound energy to work on it for hours. Like mm-hmm. it just changes like your entire perspective truly on like the world and also your world, like mm-hmm. personally, I suppose. Yes, completely. And I'm glad that you um, resonate with that phrase as much as I do. I think what's it's so clear to me that I'm living in alignment now because I have so much like experience not being in that place. Like basically ever since I graduated college, I'm coming up on a year from that. I think I actually just passed a year post-grad. So that's kind of crazy. I don't know. Yay. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) Um, I graduated with a degree in psychology, still kind of forcing myself, like I'm going to go get my master's very out of alignment with what I actually wanted. And the impact that that had on my physical health, my emotional well-being, my relationships, my mood, it, it was so like, my body felt out of alignment, (laughs) like, because my, what I actually wanted, what I actually believed in, what I was actually thinking wasn't how, what it wasn't, what I was saying to others, wasn't how I was acting in my day to day. I knew I didn't want to go to grad school, but I still would sit down at my computer and work on these applications. I knew I didn't want to be a social worker, but I would still tell people that I wanted to do that. And the anxiety that caused me, the feeling of dishonesty, the just like mental, emotional, and physical pain of living out of alignment with what I truly like, not only want, but need. Like I just, this forcefulness to do something that I did not actually, that didn't actually feel right for me. It just had such a negative impact on my body and mind. So I think that that's another like, you know, indicator that something was wrong. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting and what came to mind, even as you were speaking there is how there are very specific I mean, I I feel this way with most all careers, but very otherwise very specific careers in which when I think of them, I think of, wow, that person like has balls to pursue that because it's so hard. What Mm -hmm. a, what a tough journey that is. Like however many years it takes, like, and how interesting is it that like, what part of like the ego, what part of the mind is being tricked by these societal like imprints of what it means to pursue that path. Right. And so instead of listening and being like, oh, this feels so forced, this feels so hard, is it in alignment for me? Instead, it's just the normal, right? Like it's supposed to be that way. And so, or if, you know, society has like taught us it's supposed to be that way. We've seen that it's quote unquote supposed to be that way. And so instead we just like push, push, push. And I feel like it's also been that way with like the health and wellness scene, right? Like health's not supposed to be easy and you can eat whatever, you know, like stuff like that. And we see that with like, I'm trying to think of other examples, but it's just like, how many things are we pushing through and forcing through just because that's what's kind of like seen as normal for that? Yes. Yes. And those words force pushing, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like, and I think I refuse to accept that. There were so many different like mental games that I played in order to alleviate my ego. And that that was exactly it. I found any excuse to continue forcing myself to do that thing. This is normal. This is, you got your degree in psychology. How dare you leave that? You, um, you know, are like guilting myself into it, scaring myself out of it. Like I found any it's so crazy because I didn't feel good. Forcing yourself to do something doesn't feel good. And yet we 
do it because it makes the, um, because it's comfortable, because it's what everybody else is doing. Um, not everybody else, but it's what we're taught to do. Um, and so it's like, I, I knew that I was in pain too. I knew that I was, yeah, at, at one point I had that realization and yet I stayed and yet I stayed for a really long time. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if you have any, like, if you've ever been there, what your take on, on that is, but. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think part of it comes from once again, like what we see in the world around us and also just like personal thoughts about ourselves. But I know for me personally, right. Like I have a hard time when life, I struggle most when life feels easy and good because my mind automatically Mm. wants my mind, my mind is automatically on the alert of like, what's going to happen. Something should be happening. Like I, I had this discussion with my therapist and the first time she ever pointed it out to me, it just like blew my mind about how like my, my body has been trained to function best and to feel like quote unquote best when I'm in an over-functioning, like hyperactive state. Mm -hmm. And so when things feel hard or it feels like this is painful, whatever it is, like some part of me, like secretly like craves that and like wants that. Right. And I I feel this way, even with work, like for instance, last night, I kind of got screwed over with like this shift I was working. And while part of me was like, I should just like ask for help in this way, or I should express my thoughts in this way. Another part of me was like, no, you can do it. Like you're strong enough, like push through, like force through. And it was such, it just turned into like such a shit show. And all night I was like, part of me was like, you can do it, like push through, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just, and while like this morning I was reflecting on that and I was like, that was so dumb. Like I just started my period yesterday. Like, why did I do that to myself? Cause now today I am feeling it. And so it's like, I, I truly think there is some part of us that has just been conditioned to, and this varies person to person with past experiences, past traumas, past whatever. But I do think there is a part of all of us that just like kind of wants like yearns and craves for that, like overworking, like you're strong enough, push through the pain, blah, blah, blah side of things because when things feel good or when they feel easy or when they feel slower, like that's when a lot of the shit comes to the surface. Right. And I've been sharing about like a lot of mental health stuff I've been experiencing lately. And after discussing with my therapist, it is a hundred percent because I, in the last four months have finally created space to try and make life feel easier and feel slower. And like, well, at first I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it's, it is amazing for me. It also has allowed a lot of things that I've been hiding for hiding and burying for years to now come to the surface. And so every part of me, uh, a lot of the time is screaming, like, let's get another job. Let's adopt another dog. Let's add chaos in because I, I, I think, or my body's trained to feel best in the chaos and Mm. better. I, I feel like I'd rather be distracted by that or distracted by a path, like pursuing, you know, grad school, pursuing this, pursuing that, then to actually like go through this hard shit that's coming up now. Yes. That's that's my thoughts on it at least. Oh, I think you like mentioning it's what since childhood you've gotten used to and what your body has been like trained and taught to handle. That's like really helpful information. I feel or I felt very similarly, I got so used to, since adolescence, um, my life centering around me, like, 
struggling and suffering with my mental health. So the thought of being happy, the thought of being mentally stable, of like not needing to work on anything with my mental health really at this at this time was so foreign to me because for so long I I identified with that that chaos mentally. Um, and I think just recognizing that that I trained my my like mind and body to feel that way but just because it's what my body and mind have gotten used to just because it's comfortable and just because it's been this way for over a decade doesn't mean that I'm not capable of change I think if you I know um you since childhood have have been feeling these feelings so it's been over a decade 20 years or so so that's when the ego comes in and it can convince you you're not capable of change this is going to be you for the rest of your life you're never going to be happy you know in calm quiet joy um but I think like this experience of actually feeling genuinely at peace and happy for the first time in over 10 years in my life I'm like oh my god like I am capable of change my mind all of our minds and lives are capable of changing in a major way like I've been so I like I I we don't have to get into like I've been through it but like I it's it's crazy to me, like being at this place now. Um, so yeah, more ramblings, but <laughs> no, I mean, no, and it's all very valid. And we've also, I know we've discussed this in past episodes and we've seen it with others too, but the same thing goes for people with, whether it's mental health, disordered eating, like past traumas, like limiting, but like these things become a cycle and we're used to it, you know? And if we carry it on from childhood, I mean, even like the overachieving, like mindset with school right like we're in school all of our adolescents so of course like it's going to feel comfortable it's going to feel like we should be engaged in that way to like keep going keep pursuing but it's like you know for you you decided like grad school wasn't for you it's just like everybody has their thing that they like kind of like brought on as a like belief about themselves or as a cycle they live in or just a way of living and I don't know it's just it can be hard to like let that go and find something new or even to like let it go and then have some absence and you know some free uh, space but like that can be so free and I'm curious with you like with a schedule shift to go from you know into freelance which is it's I mean ultimately like it's something I would love to do as well but I know for myself personally always thinking like I need to do some work before I get to that sort of like lifestyle with scheduling and having the space and everything like that. So like, how have you sort of like, you know, adjusted to that, I suppose, like to, to make a shift from what could have been and probably would have been a bit more of a like regimented, scheduled by the books life into like, you're embracing what's true for you. But it's also a very like, it can be, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be, but it can be a very like, loose, more like free formed career path and freelance. Yes. Um, that is a really good question. I think so basically for context, uh, cause I don't know if I even said this, I quit my job a couple months ago. I'm now doing freelance photography full time. Um, for the first time in my life, I am making my own schedule, um, pursuing opportunities on my own, like, just like what you said, kind of floating around, and I'm in charge. Um, I could not, I would not have been able to do this um, even like two years ago. And I think it all comes down to my eating disorder recovery, preparing me for this. Like I, 
the black and white thinking, the perfectionism, the overachieving, the it was all, I mean, I felt that way pre-eating disorder, but it was made so much worse in the eating disorder. My recovery taught me and it continues to teach me to settle into, um, and you've taught me this visual of the just slower, like less heightened ebbs and flows of life, (laughs) Um, thinking less extremely about my life. It all comes down to, I am like eating more food. I am taking care of my body. I have really been prioritizing my recovery for for a really long time. And so it's made this transition so much easier because I really don't have those extreme thoughts about my life anymore. Um, And that's impacted how I've approached this freelancing thing, um, which I'm still surprised by because I think... (laughs) I think about me a few years ago, like being unable to do this and thinking so extremely. So to actually be sitting down and being like, yeah, I'm recording this podcast. And then, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to edit some photos from the shoot yesterday, but then I'm going to go hang out in Philly for the rest of the day. Like I, the balance that I feel in my life is so, it still surprises me. It still feels novel to me, but I've been working on it for a really long time. Um, Yeah. I love that. And I, I never thought of it that way, like in comparison to the like recovery and eating disorders and disordered eating, but like how true, how so, so true is that? Because I, I'm like still, you know, I'm still doing a lot of work in it, but even reflecting on how like those extreme mindsets, like you like the, the mindsets, the behaviors, the habits you have in that state, they, they a hundred percent carry into like your personal life, into your relationships, into your work life, all of it. And yeah, from like the extremist thinking to the black and white, to the labeling of things as good and bad. And, you know, what just like getting into like strict routines and the regiment, like it's, oh, like the, the crossover is insane. And so that is so interesting. I love that you brought that up because I, I think it can really get people thinking and pondering on like maybe what crossover is happening in their own life or how it overlaps. And that is, I really like that thought. I really like that train. I'm going to think on it now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, that's my answer is like, I, um, it, it's natural to me to not think extremely about this new schedule. Like, it's not like I'm trying to stifle any like black and white thoughts. I just don't think them like I just, and that's why I know that everything has happened for a reason because it's led me here. Like I have said this, I could not be doing this, you know, two years ago, 10 years ago. But having prioritized my recovery, my mental and physical health, it's prepared me for this transition where I've, it hasn't been perfect. It has not been seamless. I felt anxious, afraid, um, you know, I felt negative emotions in this process, but it hasn't. Whereas in the past, if I felt a negative emotion, I would take it to the extreme. I would be like, you are a failure. You deserve to punish yourself. Do not eat today. Um, And just taking it to the extreme. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit anxious today because I don't have work to do. And I only made X amount of money this week or whatever. Okay, let's not think so extremely about things. Um, You know, just whatever thoughts come up there. Um, But it's it really, yeah, it comes down to my recovery, the lessons my recovery has taught me and being like physically stable in my body where I'm not like hungry and like restricting myself and focused on food in my body gives me space to think more calmly and rationally about the rest of my life. 
A hundred percent. And I'm curious, like, as you're saying that thinking more in terms of recovery as well, you are, you're now doing freelance photography, I think primarily like with people, individuals, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How has that been? Like, I'm just curious to see. So you've had your struggles with body image, you know, all of that as well. When you're now like photographing people, does that ever like come, like, can you sense people are just like not feeling themselves in their body? Or maybe I know myself, I've like said things about my body and how uncomfortable I feel and whatever it is to when I've like done photographs with others in the past too. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, does that ever come up for you? Like, do you, do you kind of feel like you can see that struggle in people and can kind of like help guide them through it? I've just always been so fascinated when I know photographers who also have had their own body image struggles. And I know how powerful photography can be as like a tool, but I also Mm -hmm. know how anxiety writing it can be as somebody like in front of the you know in front of the camera getting yes so what has that been like I suppose if you've had anything come up with that oh it's all related and that's what's like I think another reason why I feel so good in this work is because it's not like my you know psychology background and eating disorder recovery advocacy background is not involved in the work that I do today it really is all related um and I, I think that's another reason why I'm, I'm grateful to have like waited until this point to make that shift to do this professionally, because maybe me five years ago would have, if somebody said, oh, I don't like the way I look, I would have said something like, okay, we'll just like delete that photo or we won't, you know, I would have s- subscribed more to like how the person looks and like alleviating that, um, that thought. Whereas now I photography and I think just body image in general the solution I know is not to be like no you look great like no or um okay we'll just like pick a different outfit we'll just like focusing on what the person looks like and instead more having a conversation about the feeling and why are we doing the shoot in the first place not like not like why are we doing the shirt in the first place but but more so like I've entered um, shoots with people talking entirely about the experience and the feeling that we want to um, create and capture together. Not like, I want a photo in this pose and I want to post it on social media to look in this way. It's never been about that. And I anticipate, you know, things coming up in the future where maybe I'm working with somebody that is less, um, you know, aware of like diet culture and and stuff like that and how damaging those thoughts are. But that's my strategy is to not feed into it and to, and also it's so helpful because I have been taking photos of myself for so long too, self-portraits, you know, so I know that exact feeling. I know it helps me. I know it's what hurts me. And so being able to share that with somebody else um, is, I think, really powerful, like in the long run too, not just when the shoot is happening, but maybe giving them something to think about. So hundred percent. I think even like when they then get the photos or whatnot, just remembering, like when you said, bringing up why, why we're doing this or like what feelings are going into it. Like if I were to approach, you know, a, a session in which I was saying like, I want to feel, I want to like tune into like my, my nature side. I want to tune into my like empowering side. All like, if I were to like talk about the feeling and want to show them like, yeah, I want it to look this way and I want it to match this aesthetic. And I, I want this, 
what a change that would be. And also then when you're looking at those photos, having those words in your mind versus just seeing a photo and automatically doing the like default of your eyes go to whatever body composition that we're all usually at some point self-conscious of, you know what I mean? Like even viewing it differently than what you might typically do. Yeah. And knowing too, that that takes practice. Like I, I honor and acknowledge that in whoever it is I'm working with. Um, it's not an easy thing to make that mental shift from like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to look at what my body looks like, but more so think about how I was feeling in that moment. Like that is not something that just happens in your mind. It takes practice. And that's what taking photos of yourself is. That's what putting yourself, like the courage it takes to reach out to a photographer and be like, yeah, I want to do a shoot just for me. Like that, that is practicing building up confidence. That's practicing, um, honoring and celebrating yourself, your body. Um, and so I like work to highlight that and like, know that that's not easy, but hopefully I can make it as joyful and empowering of an experience in that moment. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with all of this, like time, I mean, everything we've discussed today, essentially is like, you've been doing this work for years. I've been doing it for years. Most people who are talking about this type of stuff have been doing it for years. So yeah. it, it definitely is something that takes time. And as you said before, there are highs and lows. It's like, everything is like an ebb and a flow. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Just having that like self-compassion and patience like working through it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, last thing I wanted to touch on quick before Zoom kicks us off because <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> upgrade. And if you don't upgrade, you only have 40 minutes. So and that's I hit that roadblock in group and I, I've had to upgrade and it cost me like $10 a month. It's a whole thing. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> finally realizing what they have. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to ask real quick last thing is you mentioned this earlier. Um, but you mentioned the relationships in your life. And I'm just curious, like when it's come to all these shifts lately that I've felt, how have you felt differently with the people in your life, whether that's your community, like online and in group, or whether that's like the people in your immediate life, whatever it is, like, what has that transition been like for you personally to now just, I assume, feel differently when you're with others? Mm. I, because I am not harboring my own pain and just like festering in my mind in the way that I was a few months ago when I was still like forcing myself on this road I didn't want to be on anymore. Um, I am so much more myself and who I am is gentle, kind, funny, open. I listen to people. Um, Saying that about myself feels weird but I'm not going to disclaim it even though I just did (laughs) um how I and I think that that was such a huge reason why I also made this shift was because the impact that my lack of alignment had on my relationships with others I was exhausted I was angry I was resentful I because I was suffering so much in myself I um, lashed out at people. I just didn't have the energy to listen to, care about, be there for other people. And I felt that way. I felt that way in my eating disorder. I felt that because I was not living in alignment in my eating disorder. I felt that way in this career that I was trying to pursue. Whereas now I have speed. It's not like I'm happy now. And so 
you know, that's positively impacted my relationships. It's more than just joy. It's, I, I feel just more so like I, I just care more about myself and therefore I care more about those around me. And, um, it's, it's a beautiful, like continuous cycle that just keeps getting better because I'm calling new people into my life that have brought me so much joy, people that I care deeply about, um, people that care deeply about me. Um, so it's like, once that ball got rolling, like the impact that it's had on my familial relationships, my friendships, um, and just like the people that I work with too. It's, it's been a beautiful, um, motivating factor in all of this. Oh, I love that. And what a, what a gift to have, like not only for yourself, but for others too. And I don't know, just to spread the good stuff. Yes. That's, that's where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. And you're doing it. It's, it's so fun to just see everything, you know, follow along. And, um, I'm just, yeah. Where can people, you mentioned you do a group, you have social media, you do photography, like you, you're just amazing. And I absolutely adore you and just have so, so much love for you and gratitude. So where can others connect with you and follow along, maybe interact if they'd like to, um, yeah. Well, before I share that, I just want to say thank you so much for sitting in conversation with me about the good stuff. I know too, and um, it's it's hard, I guess, like being in just, we're in different places. And so I just appreciate you like being happy for me and like wanting to have this conversation with me and I feel the exact same way about you I want to hold space for you and and hear about what's going on in your life I think that that's like the ultimate friendship is like just being there for each other celebrating each other um and yeah so I just really appreciate that Emily you're making me tear up (laughs) I feel like seriously this was very um special to me it always is when I talk to you but um, yeah, it just always is. So, um, anyway, plugging myself socially, (laughs) um, my Instagram is emily.goss. So it's G-A-S-S, um, no longer eat with care, um, because it's more about photography, um, now, but I still have a blog. It's letseatwithcare.com. That's where people can find information about the recovery group that I host, um, weekly, a couple times a month, it all depends. Um, but I have information there on my blog. Um, and then my photography website where you can book a shoot with me is emilygossphotography.com. So I'll be in Portland, Oregon, the last two weeks of June. If you're in Portland, please <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> so.